This week's parsha is Parshas Tetzaveh. And Parshas Tetzaveh delineates all of the many different nuances of the Big Day Kahuna, the Big Day Kayin Gadol, the Begadim of the Kayin Hejit. And it's fascinating to really observe all of the very many details that the Psukim and the Chazalan explain what every single facet of the Beged represents, symbolizes. What I want to discuss this morning is the Avnei Shayam, which are on the shoulders of the Kayin Gadol. The Kayin Gadol had eight Begadim, Shmaina Begadim. One of the Begadim was called the Ephod. And the Ephod was like an apron, it was designed to look like an apron. Rashi famously describes it as uh, an apron that was worn by uh, riders, like horse riders, that had a certain surah to it with, with shoulder straps. And of course, attached onto the apron was the Cheshna Mishpa, which is the famous breastplate that the Kayan Gadol wore. It had 12 different stones. Every stone was a different color, a different type of stone. And they each had the names of the Shvatim on them. The 12 stones coincided with the 12 Shvatim. And it also said on them, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, and they, it says uh, Yeshurun. Fascinating what they're supposed to be doing, how these stones operate. And of course, there's the Urm Metumim, which according to some is a fold inside of the, the breastplate, inside of the ephod, and you put in one of the Shemus of HaKadosh Baruch like a parchment with the Shemus, and it sort of animates, it charges up the Urm Metumim so that when they needed to know Baruch HaKadosh, what to do in certain instances, they were able to divine what HaKadosh Baruch wanted through the, the lighting up of the of the different stones with different letters, and they were able to figure out uh, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. An amazing, an amazing beged uh, to, uh, to, to try to understand fully what uh, the the Cheshna uh, Mishpat, how it works, and the way it works, what type of questions you could ask it. Uh, there's a Vilna Gayan on it, which we're, we've spoken in years past, there's a, you could discuss the Cheshna Mishpat alone forever. Now, on the shoulder straps that hold on, that secures the Cheshna Mishpat to the, uh, to the body of the Kain Gadol, there was two other stones. They were the Shayham stones, very valuable stones. And on those two stones were also etched the names of the Shvatim, six on one stone, six Shvatim on the other stone, and that was uh, the Avnei Shayam. The Pasuk says in Perak Chavches Pasuk Tes, V'lakachta eshte Avnei Shayam. You're supposed to take the two Avnei Shayam and you're supposed to place them in the placements on the shoulders, and then it speaks about how six names are going to be on one shoulder, six names on the other, and that Aaron is going to carry all of the figurative burden of Klai Yisrael on his shoulders. That's really what it symbolized. Like when we say, I have the weight of the world on my shoulders. That was what Aaron Akain's job was. He was supposed to carry the weight of all the 12 Shvatim on his shoulders, quite literally. 
And the Pasuk says you're supposed to take the two Avnei Shayim. Now the question is, why does it say the word Shtei? We know it's going to say in the Pasuk after that that there's going to be one Evan Hashayim with six Shvatim on it, the other Evan Hashayim with the other six. We'll figure out by the by the flow of the Pesukim that there were two. You don't have to tell me that there were two. Just say, V'lakachta Avnei Shayim. And then it's going to say after that, what's this word, two? And I think that maybe what the Torah means is that there was more than two Avnei Shayim. So you're, you're, you're only supposed to use two of the Avnei Shayim. Why? Because there are really three Avnei Shayim in all. One of the stones on the Cheshna Mishpah was also the Evan Hashayim, exactly the same type of stone as the other two. And guess which Shevet that Evan Hashayim was? Every single Shevet. There was um, Leshem, Shvaya, Chlama. Every single Shevet had its own unique stone with its own color. The, the Evan Hashayim that was on the Cheshna Mishpat was the Shevet of Yasef. Yasef's stone was the Evan Shayam. So the Pasuk is saying that you're supposed to take Shtei Avnei Shayam because there's a third Evan Hashayam. There's another Evan Hashayam that you're not going to place on the shoulders. That's going to be placed in the, in the actual, uh, actual Cheshna Mishpat. But of the three stones, you're, you have a whole table full of stones, take two Avnei Shayams and put them in the sh- on the shoulders, but there's going to be a third one that you're not going to put on the shoulders, you're going to put inside of the Cheshen HaMishpah. Now if we know that the Evan HaShayam was Yasef's stone, and that was the same stone that was on the shoulders of the Kayin Gadol, there is obviously an importance. I'm sure the Torah could have found another stone so you don't have to overlap stones. You could have found, I don't know, I don't know if a diamond, there's no yalom in the thing. Make Yasef's stone a diamond. Why are you making the stone of Yasef specifically the same stones as the Avnei Shayam that are on the shoulders of the Kayin Gadol? So my theory is as follows. There is a, a Gemara in Saita. The Gemara in Saita and Aflamid Vav says that at that famous moment in history, when Yosef was at a terrible Nisayan, Yosef was working for Paitifar, very powerful man. Paitifar entrusted him with the entire household, with his mansion, with his avadim, with all of his property. And the wife of Paitifar wanted to tempt Yasef to sin together with her. And every single day she came and she was um, trying to seduce Yasef. Every single day. And he refused. And then there was one day that came and Yasef um, came into the home. Chazal say that according to one opinion, he came lases malachtei mamish, which means that he wanted to do literally his work. And the other one says, no, it means when, he, when it says that he wanted to do malachtei, it it's a euphemism to say that he wanted to be over and aver with her. He couldn't do it anymore. He was interested in her, apparently. He had the Yitzhara for her. He kept on stopping the Yitzhara. But this was a day that he was prepared Somehow, the Yisvat was prepared to succumb finally to that Avera. 
And as soon as he was about to do that, Chazal tell us, Ba'isa Shah, at that very critical second of time, it's only a second that it takes to slip up on these matters. At that moment, Basa Yaakov Avinu's vision appeared to Yosef through a window. Yosef looks up, he sees a window with the image of Yaakov Avinu uh, staring at him. Omar light. And Yaakov Avinu didn't just, it wasn't just a, a still shot of Yaakov Avinu that Yosef saw. It was actually a moving video. It was actually a moving image of Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakov Avinu was telling him, Yosef, Asidin Achacha al Avne Your brothers are going to eventually be inscribed, be etched inside of the Avne Eifai. Their names are going to be on those stones on the shoulder of the Kayan Gadol. The Atta Beinayim, and you, your name as it stands right now, will also be part of that list of names of the Shvatim. Ritzayncha sheyimcha shimcha mi If you do this Misa right now, if you succumb to this Aver with Eshus Petifar, then your name will be erased from the Avnei Shayim. The Avnei Shayim will no longer contain your name. How could it? You are ever such a terrible Avera. And as soon as Yosef HaTzadik heard that Musrishmus from his father, that the destiny of his name would not be included with the destiny of his brothers, he, Vayimayin, that famous Vayimayin moment, that moment that he, he stopped himself from temptation, and he was able, somehow Chazal described in very lurid details exactly what happened at that moment, but not to get into exactly the Prate Pratim, Yosef Baruch Hashem stopped himself, he created a, a tremendous Kiddushim Shemayim, and then at that time, his chus, he became Yosef HaTzadik, he is the emblem, he is the uh, insignia, he is the icon of everybody that's Ayme Ben and everybody that's facing temptation, and they need to stop themselves. Yosef HaTzadik is that pinnacle of a person that's able to be so close to sinning and stop himself, which is incredible gevura. And from then on, Yosef became Yosef HaTzadik, he went up and he began, began to be the leader of Eretz Mitzrayim, the Moshel for Parai, and his star began to rise, and the rest is history. We see from this Gemara that the entire success of Yosef HaTzadik being able to withstand the Sahara that was luring him so strongly into its net the entire ability for Yosef to survive and to thrive was the Avnei Shayam. Those two stones on the, the image in Yosef's mind of those two stones, the Avnei Shayam sitting on the Kayin Gadol's shoulders, without his name amongst them, that was enough to get him to stop in his tracks and say, I can't do this. I'm not going to be able to do this Aveir right now. So the entire destiny of Yosef rode on those two Avnei Shayams. Isn't it beautiful that the Evan that symbolizes Yosef in the Cheshna Mishpat was the Avnei Shayam? Because that's him. 
what, what other stone could, could represent Yasef? If Yasef's entire existence as part of the Shifte Ka is because of the vision of the Avnei Shayam, that same stone became his stone in the Cheshna Mishpah because that is the stone that he owed everything to. That's the stone that was able to be his, uh, his vehicle to get him through that treacherous moment in his life and he was eternally grateful to those Avnei Shayam. So there were three Avnei Shayams. There was two of Lakatesh Day, Avnei Shayam. Two out of the three put on the shoulders, but there's a third one in reserve. And that's going to be etched with Yosef's name in it, and that's going to be placed in the, in the Chayshna Mishpah. I saw from my Rebbe of Steinberg, he has a sefer called Priyetz HaChayim, and he notices that the Pasuk says, Tarshish Vishayam V'yashpeh. When it comes to, to that stone of Vishayam, there's a Vav there. Normally in the other 12 stones, the other stones minus this one, whenever it says, like it says, Leshem Shivai V'achlama. It doesn't say Leshem Ushivai or Vishivai V'achlama, just Lechem Shivai V'achlama. It doesn't have that Vav in the middle stone in the Pasuk. It just says the Vav is reserved for the last of the stones in every Pasuk. For some reason, by Yesv, it says the Lashon of Tarshish Vishayam V'yashveh. Why does it have that Vav? So he says, because since we already have a Avnei Shayam on the shoulders, that Avnei Shayam, it's not the first time that it makes its appearance. The Avnei Shayam already was mentioned in regard to the two stones that were on the shoulder of the Kayin Gadol. So therefore it says Vishayam, meaning that there was another, in addition to those two Avnei Shayams, there's another Avnei Shayam, Vishayam, in addition. And that's exactly what we're saying, because there's a relationship between the, the Shayam that's in the breastplate of the Kayin Gadol and the Shayam stones that are on his shoulders, because it was as a result of the shoulder stones that Yosef had his stone, that Yosef became part of Klai Yisrael, he was able to be saved from being eradicated, his name from Klai Yisrael, so that was his stone, that stone was a Huaya Aymer stone, that stone told the story of the destiny of Yosef HaTzadik. Continuing this idea a little further, the Pasuk says, in Pasuk Yud Beis, a few Pesukim later, you should put these two stones, again, talking about the Avnei Shayim, on the shoulders of the, of the apron. This is going to be stones that are a memory for Bnei Yisrael. Aaron will carry these names before Hashem. On his two shoulders, as a memory. Very strange Pasuk, right? The Pasuk says seemingly a redundancy. It says that you're going to put the names, you put these stones on the shoulders of the Aphid. Avnei Zikarin Levnei Yisrael. This is going to be stones of recollection for Bnei Yisrael. And then it says that it's going to be Levnei Hashem Ashtek Seif as Lezikarin, as a memory. We already discussed that memory. So if you look in Rashi, Rashi says Lezikarin at the end of the Pasuk. Every time Hashem sees the names of the Shvatim on the, sh- on the shoulders of the Kayin Gadol, He's going to remember the great righteousness. 
What about the other zikaron in the pasuk when it says avnei zikaron levnei Yisrael? What is that talking about? So, what I wanted to say was that this first zikaron is the avnei eifa that's going to remind bnei Yisrael themselves about their tzitkos. There's going to, when there's two dinim in the in the avnei shayim on the on the shoulders. Number one. It's going to be a memory for HaKadosh Baruch. HaKadosh Baruch is going to look at those stones and he's going to remember, wow, I have a very righteous nation. But there's another thing. It's going to be Avnei Zikaron Levnei Yisrael. It's a memory for Bnei Yisrael, not just for Hashem. What does that mean? Klai Yisrael are going to look at these stones and they're going to have a memory of what? Of their righteousness. Of how they are supposed to be righteous people. By knowing that their name is etched in the in the stones of the Kayin Gadol, it's going to keep them in check. It's going to make sure that they stay righteous. And that's, I believe, also what the Gemara and Saita teaches us. That because Yosef remembered, it was a Zikaran for Yosef. Yosef saw, wait a minute, my name is going to be etched in, this, in these stones, as Yaakov told him. And I'm, I'm going to do this Avera now? How dare I? So these stones serve a dual purpose. First of all, HaKadosh Baruch is going to look at them and say, wow, my Klai Yisrael, they're righteous. But it's also going to serve as a Zikaron of Yisrael for us to know that we are etched in the stones. That's going to always keep us in check and know that HaKadosh is going to have great expectations from us. We have Kedusha that we have to maintain because we are destined to be in the Avnei Eifed. We're going to be, our names is going to be in there. If we violate an Avera, Chas v'shalom, that might mean that we are no longer a part of Klai Yisrael. And these are two very important things that we have to uh, bear in mind every day of our lives. That HaKadosh Baruch has great expectations from us, but also we have to understand our place as Klai Yisrael, as HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Amanivchar, as Amalachas Kayanim Agai Kaddish. And when we're tempted to do Averis, and sometimes it's really, really difficult, once you're in the... Uh, in the throes of the Sahara, and you want to do that Avera like crazy, when all else fails, try to think about this. Try to think that I am a member of the Amanivchar. Like Yosef was able to stop in his tracks when he remembered that my name is amongst Klal Yisrael in the, in the Avnei Eifed, and I have to keep up that standard. I have to remember this Avera does not befit me. Yes, I have a tie before. Yes, it's very tempting. And yes, I have every opportunity right now to do it, but what should stop me is that I am a Yid, I have great Yichas, I'm from Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, from the Shiftei Ka. My name is part, my destiny is part of Klal Yisrael. My name is etched, as it were, in the collective stones of Klal Yisrael, and I cannot let Klal Yisrael down. I want to just share with you Something that Rabbeinu Yaina writes, the great Rabbeinu Yaina, we know him for the Sefer, the great Musa Sefer called Share Tshuva. Share Tshuva was the classic Sefer that we speak about all the time that was written by the great Rabbeinu Yaina, and um, everybody learns it during, uh, during Elul, Rosh Hashanah Kippur. It's the go-to Sefer to understand how to do Tshuva how to all the different Yisaydei HaTshuva, all the many stages, according to him, that you have to go through in order to really cleanse your neshama properly. 
But he also wrote other svarim, starting with a series, you know, with a Shari name. One of them was called the Shari Avaida. I think we lost a lot of them. We do have certain excerpts of them, but Shari Avaida is one of the, it would have been like a sister companion volume to the Shari Tshuva. And this is how he starts his Sefer. I'll just read a few lines. HaPesach HaRishenhu. The first opening, the first door is, Sheyeda HaIsh HaEved Erech Atzmai. If you want to be a Bal Avaida, you want to be somebody that is Chashuv in his Avaida, you're an Eved Hashem properly. So what you're supposed to do is remember your own worth, your own sense of value. You're an important person. You're not a, you're not a person that's like everybody else. You're a person that's a chash of a person. And you have to remember your own, your own milas, how great you are. How great are your parents? How great are your grandparents? How much yichas you have? And how much you are cherished by HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You're not a nobody. It reminds me of the, the famous story about a, uh, an egg, an eagle that dropped an egg with, a, with its baby in it, and the egg rolls down a mountain and it goes into, a, into like a chicken coop area. And it sort of mixes with the chicken eggs. And, and the mother chicken is like sitting on, on all the eggs, including the eagle egg, and, and they're all hatching. So you have a, many, many little chicks that are coming out of, that are breaking out of the eggs. And also you have an eagle, but the eagle doesn't know that it's from an eagle, so it thinks that it's just like a chicken, and it just, uh, it grows up with the chickens, and it doesn't hop that, uh, you know, that it's different. So it's, it's, it's picking at the, the same food that the chicken is eating, and uh, it's just jumping around. Chickens can't fly. An eagle soars beautifully, but it doesn't know that it's, a, that it's, a chi- that it's an eagle. It thinks it's a chicken, because that's its environment. And the mother eagle suddenly looking desperately all over, finally sees that its baby is in the, amongst all these chicks. So it, it swoops down and it says, you know, my baby, come on my shoulders. It says, well, come on my shoulders. Who are you? You're not my mommy. You're, you know, the, you're the, my, the chicken's my mommy. No, no, no. Your, your egg rolled down the hill. I'm your mommy. Get on, jump on my wings. So it says, I, I can't jump on your wings. I'm a chicken. I can't. You're not a chicken. You're an eagle. You could soar. And it gets like, just sort of manages to go on the wings, and then she lets it loose, and all of a sudden starts flapping its wings, and it starts soaring into the horizon like a like a beautiful eagle can. But that's what we are. We're we're amongst chickens. We're, we we live in a society that everything is so cheap, and everything we're we're following the same trash as the rest of the world. We're looking at the same celebrities, the same musicians and the same movie stars, and the same politicians, and we're rooting for this team, and we're rooting for that team, and we're following this person on, you know, on, on social media, and we're, we're into all these... Th- that's what chickens do. That's not us. We forgot. We thought that we were a chicken. We thought we were just like the rest of society. We forgot that we're Klal Yisrael. We forgot that we're Amamlachas Kayanim, that we're eagles that could soar higher than any other nation by a million miles. But we think we, we got brainwashed by living in America for so long and believing that we're just a chicken. We're not chickens, we're eagles. 
That's what Rabbeinu Yaina is telling us in Shara Vaida that you have to remember when you're faced with an Isayan, don't forget who you are. Don't forget your own Milas, how holy you are. Don't forget the Milas Havaisam, how your parents struggled. Your grandparents were in Meisr Nefesh to keep Shabbos. And your great-grandparents in, in Europe, in, in Spain, in Port, wherever they come from, the Hashivas that they had. And when you think about that, and how beloved you are to the Rabbanu Shalom, the Ishtadel, the Ishchazek, Tamid, Lahamid, Atzmin, Mailahi, and you constantly work on yourself to recognize that when you look in the mirror, you're not a regular chicken, you're an eagle. You have greatness in you. You have the ability to overcome all of these Nisyanis, all of these Taivas. The Yetzel, Laimizeh, and the outcome will be Kikasher, Tala, Belibai, Tava, when you have a taiva to do something, to do something inappropriate, you should be embarrassed of yourself. Not embarrassed about what people are going to say. That's the number one reason why we don't do things. What are people going to say? What happens if people find out? And that works. That's great. That's okay. If whatever, when you're in the throes of a taiva, whatever weapon you could use to stop yourself is, is perfectly fair game. But Rabbi Yaina is saying, in the purest form, forget about other people, forget about other people finding out what you did, and the greatest reason why you shouldn't do it is because you are great. You have a great past, and you have a great destiny in front of you, and you have so much going for you, and you're so beloved to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I can't slip up right now. It's not, it doesn't pass for me. How do I slip up? How could I cheapen myself? How could I sully myself to do a misa that's so inappropriate that it doesn't pass for me? It doesn't, it's like Yaakovino telling us, what are you doing? Like, your name is going to be on the Abne Eifad. You're, you're, you're going to be Bail Eishas Paitifar, like a regular Egyptian slave boy. That's what you want to do? Is that, that's your big Hasaga right now? Do you understand who you are? Do you understand your destiny? Do you understand the name Yaisva is going to be on, on the shoulder of the Kain Gadol when he does his Avaid in the Beis Hamikdash? And you're going to sell yourself short right now for a momentary pleasure? Are you crazy? This is what Rabbeinu Yaina is telling us, that we have such greatness. We have, you're going to wonder like, okay, Shkayach, Yaisva was able to get through his Nisan. He has Yaakov Avinu. Guess what? We also have Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu is our father just like he is Yaisva's father. Okay, a couple of thousand years difference, but he's still our father. We still call him We have the same Yaakovino as our father. We have Yaisiv as our father. We have in our DNA the ability to withstand temptation. But we need to employ Yaisiv's Vayimayin in order to do so. And the greatest Vayimayin is understanding that there is Avnei Shayam, that will have our name in it, and every single person's name, whether we understand it or not, is somehow engraved in the, in the Abnei Shayim of the Kayin Gadol, part of Klai Yisrael. If we're part of Klai Yisrael, the Pasuk says about those Abnei Ephod, that these are Abnei Zikar and Levnei Yisrael, V'nasa Aaron Hashem Hashem, we're part of Klai Yisrael. Klai Yisrael was carried on the shoulders, literally, of the Kain Gadol, and we're part of that. And this is our, uh, our responsibility in life, to not sell ourselves short. We have a tendency, and we all do, that we look in the mirror and we don't see how great we really are. We look at ourselves and we see a, a very low level of who we are, and we get down about that, 
and we're not able to really ever uh, appreciate our full potential because we're so busy with listening to the Yitzhara and telling us that we're not Teichel like we spoke about this week on, uh, on Wednesday by the Sicha, how we have these, the, the, we, have, we are inside and outside gold, we have that wood in the middle that always says to us, like the Yitzhara that says, we're not genuine Bnei Taira. We have Sahara that's stronger than anyone else as we've done Averis that everybody else would, uh, you know, we would be embarrassed if anyone found out about it. We're very different and therefore we are not deservant of the mantle of Klal Yisrael, of Ben Taira, of Mamlachas Kayanim. And I said on Wednesday, and I'll say it even stronger today, that is total, that is the total bluff of the Sahara. There is zero truth to that. We are great people. We have so much greatness in us. Our destiny, our future is so bright. We are destined to be amazing amazing husbands, amazing fathers, grandfathers, community leaders. We have so much ahead. But we can't drop the ball by listening to the Yitzhar and saying, you're nothing, you're nobody. We're great. We're mamlachas kayanim. We're in the Lashon Rabbeinu Yaina, we have to recognize our Milas, our Father's Milas, our Chashivas, our Chiba to the Rabbeinu Shleilam, and that is going to be able to continue us on our way, that we won't fall into the trap of the Eitzhar, by remembering that we're part of Klal Yisrael, and a very Chashiva part of Klal Yisrael. And even if we have done Averis, we do Tshuva and we move on, and now we're even on a higher Madriga than before the Avera. These are ways of being able to go and glide through life. It's not a glide. It's not going to be easy. It will be, and there will be nefilos. There will be times that this might work, and there will be times that a chas will not work. But this is Rabbeinu Yaina. It's not my eitz. It's Rabbeinu Yaina's eitza. That if you ever have a taiva, stop and grab yourself by the lapels and say, you're a tzaddik. This is beneath you. You're an eagle. Don't act like a chicken. It's a simple trick. Hopefully it'll work. It might not always work, but it's good for us to think about in times like this when we're not tempted by Averis. We're sitting Baruch Hashem by a shmuz, all of us together, and we're, we're growing together, and it's something to really take into our mind so that when we are plagued by such Yetzirahs, by such Taivas, maybe it'll come up in our minds, the Avnei Shayam, that the Kayangalda wore with our names on it. And we dare not jeopardize the existence of our names as part of Klai Yisrael. We are a strong part of Klai Yisrael. We are a proud part of Klai Yisrael. We are embraced by Klai Yisrael. But we have to maintain that Kedusha and be able to look at the Yitzhar and say, like Yasef, that Vayimayin, I can't do this right now. I'm not able to do this because I am Mibnei Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. My future will have its name on the Abnei Shaim of the Kayin Gadol, Venisa Bam, and we are going to be carried together on the shoulders of the Kayin Gadol, and Amitz HaShem Mashiach shall come soon, and we will be Zeicha once again to have our names so clearly as part of the destiny and part of the existence of the very stones of Kla Yisrael. Have a beautiful Shabbos, everybody. Thank you.